Good morning and welcome to week three of our series, Bring It. Man, we are so glad that you guys are here today. And um, man, I'm really glad you came today. Um, I really do. I, I love this church. And um, it's been so hard for me this morning. I, I told our team this morning out in the front, I said, you know, it's been really hard for us not to hug and to high five people because we are such a high five and hugging culture. And I haven't hugged a single person in here today. My sister walked in today. I was like, hey. <laughs> I like walked away from her. She's like rude. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but I don't know where you came from. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to get your germs, you know. And, and, um, and I, I'm, so, I'm so glad you guys are here today. We want you guys to know this. We are a church that believes in, um, in, in, a, real, in a real God and that he can answer real prayers and he, and he can do real things in our life. We believe that. And um, we also believe that what's going on in our, in, our, in our society, in our community today, it also is a real thing also. And so we want you to know that we've had to pray through a lot. We've had to ask our overseers and meet with a lot of people and ask and, and pray and ask and pray and ask and pray for God to show us exactly what to do. And, and um, I'm glad that, we, I'm glad that we, we, we gathered today. I'm glad that we can gather as a church today and we can believe in God's name that he can do incredible things. And, and we're really today, we're meeting to declare that God can do incredibly more, that God can, that God can wipe this virus out faster than he, than he can if it would stay here if we weren't praying. So we want to pray and we want to believe and we want to encourage you to pray and to believe that God can do what only he can do. And um, we'll do what we can do. And so make sure you wash your hands. You know what I'm saying? So we're praying and believing that God's going to do an incredible uh, work today. We've been in a series called Bring It. We've been in a series called Bring It. And um, one of the things that we've done is we collect things. Dinah mentioned to you already, uh, 500 pairs of socks and, and, and underwear new. And uh, that's important to, to navigate that it was new. Because my son's like, Dad, I'll bring some underwear. I'm like, not those. <laughs> like, no, sir, you will not bring those. And, um, and, then, and you guys have brought in o- over um, 300 jars of peanut butter and jelly. And it's actually worked to get rid of that many jars of peanut butter and jelly. If you've ever went, how do they get rid of 300 jars of peanut butter and jelly? And it looks to be that you guys have already brought in about 100 or so, um, 100 or so um, vitamins for kids. And, and um, I, I, there was a big Amazon box out there. I went to my, my sister. I'm like, yo, who brought all that? And she's like, I don't know. I've never seen them before. <laughs> like people are showing up from nowhere bringing, bringing vitamins and, and peanut butter and jelly. Uh, my friend here, Ray, is in here today and, and his wife. And, and they, um, they go to a church across town. They were canceled today. But um, they've been following us along. They've been bringing all the things. They've been bringing uh, last week they brought stuff. And uh, this week they brought stuff. And thank you guys for bringing the stuff. This is a generous church. And we're glad that you guys um, have brought the things. And uh, we've been in a series called Bring It. One of the verses that we looked at a few weeks ago and we said this, that it's better to, it's better to bring it than it is to receive. It's better to bring it than it is to receive. And so we kind of believe that God's called us to be a, a bring it church. And so we want to we wanna bring all the things. We looked at a couple things about bring it. We, we realized this, that if we, if we bring it, God will multiply it. And if we bring it, God will bless it. If we bring it, God will multiply it. If we bring it, God will bless it. We looked at, at that um, on our very first week. We also learned this uh, in this bring it series that you and I, we've got some gifts. And those gifts are meant to be shared. Every single one of you guys have been given a gift. I, I, I got a confession to make before I go any further. I've been watching, did anybody ever watch Steve Harvey? Like he, nobody? Well, we're all Baptists and we're not raising our hand. I got to cue you guys up for this kind of stuff. At the moment I mentioned it's okay to raise your hand, church, you're like, whoo. You're like, I want to make sure this isn't a Pentecostal church. I don't know if I'm supposed to raise my hand or not. So, um, so your, hand, your hands go up. And so, we're, we're, so we, we, uh, we believe, uh, I've been watching him and he says some really, really motiva- motiva- motivating things. And it's just, he's, he's, such a, he's such a motivational guy. And I love listening to him and, and kind of seeing what, he, what he's saying. And, um, and he was talking the other day about how we're, we're, we've all been given a gift. We've all been given a talent, every single one of us. And that gift and talent is meant to be shared. So you've been given a gift and a talent and ability, and you're meant to share that thing. And so if you don't know what your gift or your talent or your ability is, go home today and take out a pen and, pe- pen and paper and say, well, what is it that I like to do? What is it like to do? What is it that makes me come alive? What is it that I, that I, just, I love doing? When I do this thing, it, it makes me come alive. And, and that may be the gift and talent that God has yeah, given you. And then last week we learned this, that we can't bring it without the Holy Spirit. You and I, we can't bring it 
without the Holy Spirit. And so you and I, when we show up here today, we, we bring the Holy Spirit with us. Everywhere we go, the Holy Spirit is, is with us. And, and that song, man, he is with us, he is for us. And, man, the words of that song are just a whole nother level. And so you might be, I'm going to address the elephant in the room or the, the gay in the room today. Like, man, he's up there really close to that guy. And I don't think there's six feet between them. And we're banking, we're totally banking on the Holy Spirit today, okay. And, um, but I, I brought Gabe uh, today because I, I want you to know and encourage you that, this idea that you and I, we're called, to, we're called to bring worship. When you come into this space, you, you're coming as a worshiper. When you go, you're leaving as a worshiper. When you come, you're, when you're here, you're a worshiper. When you're coming as a worshiper, when you go and, you know, he's going before you, he's with you, he's all around you. And that's, that song's really about the Holy Spirit. That's what he's doing in your life. And so we talked about that last week. But when you come in here today, you're supposed to, you're supposed to bring worship. And we get to sing these songs and do these things. And, and worship is more than just the songs. It's so much more than that. And so one of the things that I, I love uh, about Gabe is that Gabe is one of our worship leaders. And so that's kind of why he's here today. We're going to talk about worship with you guys for just a few moments. Because I, I kind of feel like this. I was telling Gabe, we, we were having lunch a few weeks ago. And, and as we were talking, having lunch, I, um, there's a story in the Bible about a lady named Mary and a lady named Martha. And when Jesus comes into the room, they get to their house, there's this Mary and this Martha. Martha is like some of you guys here today, she's like a worker. She's cleaning, she's um, doing all the things. Michelle had a team of people here today, cleaning all these chairs. And we got to run a tight service day to kick you guys out of here so we can clean the chairs again. And we want to make sure this place is really, really clean. And, and she had a host of people. And I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Like all these people are cleaning and we're wiping and we're cleaning and we're everything. And that's Martha. And then there's Mary. Jesus is in the living room. And Mary is sitting there worshiping Jesus at his very feet. And so I feel like we run into this tension. I'm like, well, I don't really know how to worship. Because Mary, it seems like Mary's doing the right thing. It seems like Martha's doing the right thing. And so here's what I think about you guys. You don't know if you're supposed to come in here and raise your hand. You don't know if you're supposed to sing the songs. You don't know if you're supposed to close your eyes. Some of you guys are coming in. You're like post-Catholic. So you don't know if you're supposed to sit down and kneel. Like, you, you're so confused. Some of you guys in here today, you don't know if you're supposed to raise your hand put them down. And in the worship, you don't know if you're supposed to do like the little screen TV or the big screen TV or the field goal post. Like, you're not exactly sure what you're supposed to do. And so I brought Gabe in today. Um, some of you like, you're like, maybe you're the one hand up, maybe you're left hand up. Like, do you fist rock? You know, like, what, do what, what, you're like trying to figure out all the moves. Like, what am I supposed to do? Do you, do you bow? Do you, what in the world is going on? And that's where Mary and Martha are at. And so I brought Gabe in today. I flew him all the way in. <laughs> I'm giving this big introduction. Like, I just drove here this morning. And we we're going to hang out. We're going we're to hang out later today. But I brought Gabe in today because I want to talk to you guys about worship. Him from the, from the perspective of one of our one of our worship leaders. So Gabe has a background in, in worship. He didn't just show up one day and say, hey, I have a guitar. Can you guys let me get up there and play it? Like, that just didn't happen. So I wanted Gabe to kind of give you some context of kind of how he grew up a little bit and kind of what led him into the space where he's in front of people who aren't exactly sure exactly what to do, you know, and I'm not exactly sure, like, do we sway? Are hands in the pocket, hands out of the pocket? Do I not put my cup of coffee down? Is that a comfort thing? Like, hand on the rail? You know, like, so, like, kind of Gabe to kind of catch it up to kind of where he's Kind of where he's been at in this in this journey of, of worship. <clears throat> yeah, so um, so uh, I'm originally from Florence, New Jersey. So from the north, um, you'll forgive me for that. Um, I oftentimes get asked like if I'm actually from the north because there's like no accent, or at least people are like you don't have an accent, and I'm like, are you disappointed? Should I try again? Very disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. I'm, yeah. So I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But um, yeah, I, I grew up in a in a household that was I guess fairly fairly normal. Um, mom and dad and uh, older brother, older sister, and um, from a young age, my parents really stressed to me the importance of, of, of putting God first and, and um, making sure that everything in your life aligned up with the things of God, and um, so for that, I, I'm incredibly grateful because it, it really, I think, saved me from, from a lot of things, you know, throughout middle school and high school, and um, came, came to the time where youth group was coming about, and 
um, youth group is interesting, at least looking back, I think like 14 and 15 year old, like how crazy like of a direction your life can take at that age. Like right in that, in that like preteen, like early teenage years. Um, and uh, it was really easy for me to kind of fall through the cracks. And there was this guy in our youth group named Brian who um, was, a, was a worship leader on, on the team. And I kind of just thought he was the coolest guy in the world. And um, by watching his example, he kind of pulled me in and, and began to really show me, um, obviously, the, the, the musical side of, of, of music and, and worship and, um, and everything that kind of goes along with that. And uh, in addition, he began to really lay out what, what a lifestyle of worship looked like for me. Um, from from Sunday to Saturday, not not just on Wednesday nights when our youth group would meet. And um, you know, long story short, fast forward to 2016 when I came to Southeastern University, um, I had just actually come out of a time where um, I found myself being um, just pretty pretty unsure of what the future held, and um, somewhat hard hearted, and in many ways um, just not not obedient to what the Lord was asking. And so I, I'd wind up um, kind of benching myself out of it for a while, at least when it came to serving. Um, on a worship team at a church, and um, I wound up going on a missions trip, and the Lord reconfirmed that this was what he had for my life, and um, and really began to uh, impart in me just the, the idea of, of worshiping God in every moment, and worshiping God um, on a daily basis outside, and in addition to the music aspect, so um, that led me to, to SEU, and, uh, and everything uh, kind of awesome. came together from there. I love that. You mentioned Brian, and I didn't know that, but there's a in this room here, today, God's calling some of you guys to be a Brian. And um, th th this thing doesn't, the church doesn't continue to make it unless there are more Brians in the world saying, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pour into you. Chase, we don't, you know, we have Chase and Michelle, and we're not, you guys can't rely on Chase and Michelle to develop your kid as a, as a young follower of Jesus. And you can't re rely on Arena to when, the kid, when your kid gets to middle school and high school. And, and, I'm, and I'm just throwing out names here, but you can't just rely on them to do it. Like, it's, it's going to take a group effort. And then some of you guys, someone invested in you, and it's time for you to be a Brian. Like, some, there was a Brian that poured into you, and you had a youth pastor, and you had investment, and you had someone pour into you. And it's your turn now to pour into somebody else, okay. And so that's just a, I don't have time to get into all those things. We don't, we're, we're working this. So, but I just, I just thought that was pretty important. And um, so Gabe, Gabe, came to, Gabe came to Hope Church, and and really uh, went through, really just did what, just sang, kind of did all the things that he, he was supposed to do. And, and then after that, um, after him leading worship and being a part of SEU worship, and it got to the end of your, your journey, and, and Gabe said, you know, I really feel like God's called me to, to go into grad school. And he's done a lot of, he's done a lot of, um, he's almost done with his, with his graduate degree, his master's degree, and he's learned some stuff about worship. He's written some papers, and he sent me, I'm like, what did you learn? He's like, let me send you a paper that I wrote. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, man, you've done some work, and so... Really, he has some credibility more than just I grew up singing songs in church. I really dug into this and I had to make sure I was doing it for the right reasons. And I think sometimes we walk into church and I love that God told you, hey, it's time to bring it. Like, you, you don't really have a choice. It's, I think sometimes we bench ourselves. We're not supposed to bench ourselves. And then sometimes we bench ourselves and God's like, or sometimes God benches us and sometimes we bench ourselves. I'm not exactly sure what season you're in, but it's like, boom, okay. So let's jump right into it. And so I, the first question I wrote down is just what is, what is worship? Yeah. Um. So it's, it's interesting because um, when we come in on a Sunday and we gather together to sing songs, it, it, it's really, honestly, it's, it's a learning process, even to this day, just thinking about the idea of, of um, worshiping together, like in song, and then worshiping God the rest of the week, like when we're all not together singing songs. And yeah. uh, the way that, that, it, that I've come to really understand it through the, through the Bible and through what Scripture says is, uh, is the idea that, that worship is complete obedience to God. Um, and what that means is, what kind of rewrites a little bit the, 
the narrative, I guess, on worship because what that means is that, therefore, every single moment in our day and every single second in our week is an opportunity to worship That's God. That's good. That's good. I didn't mean to cut you off. So I'm, just no, agree- no, no. I'm agreeing with you. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, w- pretty much we come in on, you know, we come in and, and we sing songs and, and, and it's our way of showing gratitude and, and expressing to God, you know, uh, our thankfulness for the things that he does for us and the way that he impacts our lives, you know. And um, every second that we are out out in our daily lives and our in our daily routines is an opportunity for us to worship God through our obedience unto Him. And sometimes that could look like a moment where, where we're, um, you know, somebody at work or or somebody in our family has just pushed our buttons just the right way, and and we want to react one way, like we want to respond one way, and and instead of acting the way that may feel right, just maybe to lash out or whatever that means. Um, I'm a big fan of silent treatment. I just kind of get quiet. <laughs> Anybody there? Like, I don't endorse gonna, that, but I'm a big fan of it. Anybody out there who's going to ignore someone silent treatment them? Yeah, we'll show them. Yeah. yeah. I don't have that problem. Right, right. So for me, maybe that's like the natural tendency is, is to kind of retreat in or, or something like that. But, but you know, um, if I'm, if I'm going to be a worshiper unto the Lord with my life, then I have to act differently. That's good. And what that means is, you know, maybe if I want to retreat into myself and, and somebody is, um, you know, who has upset me or, or done something that's hurt me, you know, Bible says, you know, uh, you know, go to that person, um, talk to them, you know, uh, work it out, and um, and sometimes that's not always the easiest thing, but um, but that's what it takes when it when it comes to worshiping God with your life, and and it's yeah. always worth it. I love how you said it's, it's complete obedience. That sounds miserable, um, because we like par- if you would have said worship is partial obedience, then we're all sold, we're all in, we can do it, you know. But the moment you throw that that word in there, complete, in there, you're just like, man, you're, you're telling me like all the time I gotta worship because usually when I'm when I'm mad, the first thing out of my mouth is not is not worship. You were sharing with me that first Samuel passage scripture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Samuel fifteen twenty two uh, says, and, and and Samuel said, "Has the Lord?" Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, here it is. I'm too loud. But Samuel replied, "What is more pleasant to the Lord, your burnt offerings uh, and sacrifices, or your obedience to His voice? Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice, and submission is better than offering a sacrifice." That's good. I love that. I think I, I love that. What is more pleasing, Lord? Your all the hard, hard, hard work and all the things, or is it absolutely obedience? And so, one of the things that Gabe and I were talking about was this idea: is that everything we do should be worship. Everything you do is should be worship. Take a picture of it. Write it down. Write it. Take it a picture in your notes or write it down. But whatever you do, that that should be worship. When you're going and you're in that, that song sitting and you're coming and you're going, like all things that you have going on, like. He's with you. He's for you. All the things that we're singing about, like you should be doing, you should be bringing those things that when you're out there, he's already with you. Like whenever you go and you're doing, you should be taking them with you, and you should be bringing the worship. Everything we do is worship. It's all about obedience. Those are all really, really good things. And um, what is the what is the purpose of worship? I think sometimes we get here and we're like I don't really know what what's what's the purpose. And if you don't know what the purpose is, you you're like I may not want to do it. I'll, I'll just sit in the seat and I'll kind of you know cross my cross my my legs and I'm like man Diana she's got a really good voice. Like man Justin's got a really good voice. Or man that bass player he really is incredible. You know or and we can find myself like I'll just kind of watch them and and sometimes I've been at places before when I walk into worship experiences and I'm like this is so good I'm just gonna sit here and like I'm not exactly sure what I'm supposed to do and so when you're looking at worship and you're preparing and you're doing things that you have going on what is well, we should what sh- what should be the purpose when we come in here when we, when we worship yeah um uh, I I believe that the the main point of, of worship is to is to always first give thanks to the Lord for what he's doing that's good um, for the to give thanks to him for the things that that he's done for for us uh, and also just for who he is. I think a lot of times, um, me personally anyway, and, and I'm always so um, quick to thank God for the things he's done for me, you know, and then, uh, which is wonderful, which is great. And then there's a side of it of like, Lord, can I just thank you for who you are? Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, before you do anything for me, and, like, you've, you've said you've loved me first. In fact, you sent your son to die so that I could have eternal life with you. And before I, I, I even get to um, thank you for what you've done, like, can I just say, like, you by yourself, you're worthy. Yeah. And, like, you're good. And then because you're good, you also do all these things for me. So this is another, uh, like, a section of my out, outpouring of my gratitude for you. Um, and another thing about worship is um, when we worship God, when we thank him for the things that, that he's done for us, it builds up our faith. Um, when, when it, it's funny how when you just, sit, you know, when you just sit there and you ever just, be, I don't know, talking to a family member and you thank them for a gift on Christmas or, like, on your birthday, how much more, like, um, how much more love you have for them. You know what I mean? Like, if Wes had got me a birthday present, I'm like, Wes, like, thank you so much for that. Like, this is so, like, I'm so I'm grateful, I, you know. E- yeah. Even just that act in itself makes you feel very connected to that person. Yeah. And especially so when it comes to worship. You know, when you're in a place where you're saying, Lord, thank you for, for your goodness to me. And thank you um, for the things that, that you've done. Um, it, it stirs up the faith inside of us. And the last thing would be that worship reminds uh, reminds us that God is good by al- aligning our, our hearts with his. Um, and I feel like that, it, that in itself is, is so special. Um, because what happens is a lot of times when we come we come to worship, the songs we sing are, are from Scripture. The, um, the songs that we sing reflect the heart of God, and it, and it changes our hearts more into his likeness as we do that. Um, yeah, I think that's good. I, whenever someone comes and says, hey, man, thank you for that gift, they're not really saying, man, that gift is incredible. They're saying, man, I love you, man, and thank you. And I always say, like, man, we got we to gotta be more grateful. Gratitude will change your altitude. I think sometimes we meet people that are just in a low depression or they're in a struggle or in a situation where, like, things aren't going the way that they good. Well, why don't you try some gratitude? Why don't you try thanking God that you actually are alive? Why don't you thank God that there actually is medicine to cure this thing? Or why don't you actually thank God that you, you know, I've, I've watched um, Ashley, she, she comes here and she's had this, um, this shoulder problem for a long time and, and, and not complain, always positive. It's actually kind of miserable to be around when someone's always positive. You know, you've been around that person, they're always positive. You're like, can you just be negative? Like, just join with me in the, you know, like join with me in the misery and not her. And, you know, she had the surgery on Tuesday and she's here serving today. And she's like, yeah, I, I want to be here. This is a place where I like to like to be at. We were talking about um, Ashley uh, this week with our with our schedule, and and um, and and Diana said to Maggie, like, did she ask for, like to be on the schedule yet? <laughs> like, and I'm like, me, I'm like hardcore, like, no, she's tough. Leave her on there, you know. But I think there's something like, man, it just really when you you when you when you work when you say to someone thank you or hey man, I appreciate that or man, I it really does, it does line your heart. It, it, it endears you to that person, and, and so um, I think when you, when you have the attitude, it's, it is a game changer that, uh, hey, thanks so much, or one of the things you said, it reminds us, it lines our heart, and also it builds our faith, it builds our faith, and so I'm just thankful, um, I was, when I was talking about Ashley, like, we have to be thankful that we can have surgery, we are thankful, like, we are thankful that we had a car that we can drive, we are thankful that we have someone that could pick us up or take us to surgery, we gotta thank God for the anesthesiologist, like, we gotta be more, grat- we gotta be more grateful than what we actually, for, are, actually are, I think sometimes people don't worship, because like, well, God hasn't done much for me. And he's, he, if you're alive, he's done a lot for you. If you have salvation, he's done everything you can. There's nothing more you could possibly want than salvation. So let's not worship him for what he's going to do for us. Let's worship him for who he is. And that's, that's good enough. That's, that's big enough. And so um, one of the things that we talked about, and I've seen you kind of go through all these different phases. I've seen you in here worshiping with your hands up, one hand up, two hands up, all the things. I've seen you, on, I've seen you take off your guitar and worship and kind of be... Um, be, be on the knees and just be in the moment. And it really seems like you're not really, it really seems like in the worship that you're not really, you, I, why you, there's people in front of you. Um, I've seen Diane and Chelsea, all of you guys up here that lead worship, even, even these, these guys that lead us in, in the band. 
I've seen you guys all have different kinds of postures of worship. You know, I think I've seen, I've seen these people. I don't know if you, you guys have never watched yourself before, but it'd be awesome one Sunday for us then to put what they look like on there. That would, you would be, you, it's hard to get you guys going sometimes. And uh, can you imagine these guys are so express, these guys are in the worship and their hands up and they're raising, and then to look out and see someone looks like this. Like that's that's you're like if you if you want to know what you guys look like look like and so I'm I'm in a good spot like I I'll tell these guys like hey if no one's here like I saw I saw a sign the other day it was a meme and it was a worship pastor outside of the church show quit missing the first song that was his billboard <laughs> quit missing the first song you know like show up on time for church but I sometimes will walk up here and I just lock in them and I've told them before like hey if there's like no one here like I will be on the front row and just be more exp more expressive because it'll look, look like a little bit more full, you know. I'm just like I'm gonna just be more extra in the worship because I don't want you guys to feel like, man, you're you're leading worship to a to a dead and dying room because none of you guys are dead or dying because you have the gospel. The Bible says you were dead and now you're alive. So talk through the different, um, not the different whether you do whatever it is, but kind of the, the kind of the heart behind the idea of you know we don't it doesn't always look the same whenever we're in the worship. The po different postures, if you will. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's funny because uh, I so I grew up at. Um, at an Assemblies of God church, which is like a lot more Pentecostal. And so um, we kind of get the full breadth of, I guess, like uh, expression, right, in terms of like people raising their hands or people clapping, people jumping. And um, kind of the paper that Wes was talking about uh, a little bit earlier was an assignment we had to do at, at Southeastern. Um, and so pretty much I just kind of went headfirst into the subject about like um, how like worship relates to us today and um, just kind of all the facets. And one of the things that really struck me is um, in Scripture it talks about uh, worship, but that's like the, the English translation, right? So you have like um, seven different words in the Bible that all talk about um, the way that people worship in the Bible, which blew my mind. Like just from square one, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like there's like different ways or like there's different categories. Like how does that work? And, and one of the things that, that really kind of struck me as I was reading about it is, is how the the Bible instructs us ways ways that um, ways that we can worship God, and um, oftentimes in, in Scripture we see that as like a raised hand, and as maybe just a sign of surrender, like putting our hands up just to say like Lord, I thank you, Lord, I praise you, or or um, sometimes there's moments where where when we're up here, I I feel like the presence of God so strong on me that that the Lord will just say like Hey, Cade, why don't you just be quiet for a little bit, and like why don't you just listen to my voice, and sometimes that's what that looks like taking the guitar for just sitting or, or something like that and um it's just it's just funny how um when the lord has your heart above everything else how your body like will respond to that you know like when the lord has has a grip of a uh, grip of your heart how you become like outwardly more expressive of like yeah. unto the lord and that's that's not to say that if you're more expressive you get close like that's not quite the, how that works but just the idea of like you know, when you love someone and when you know that somebody loves you, how much quicker are you to go give them a hug or to yeah. give them a dap up? Not today because of everything. But <laughs> in most cases. Um, yeah, that's a good yeah. word. What you're, I think the way to illustrate that is it, it, it's about the heart. You don't have to. We're not asking. We're, the goal of today was not, hey, man, we got to see if we can get 100% participation hand raises. Like we're going to, you know, and we're, gonna, we're all going to we're, we're all gonna get credit in heaven if we can get more. Like that's, that's not the goal. And we've seen, we've been in places where it's like, Dude, you're trying way too hard to get people to do things that they don't really want to do, and that's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to get, we're just, we're trying to say, hey, listen, there's a, you, you, you have a heart, and if God has your heart, then He has, a, then He has your life. Like, if God gets your arm, then He doesn't have your life. But if He gets your heart, then He has, like, He has all the things. And so, I love Diana more than I love anybody in this room in here today. 
Lathan's up there. Lathan's up there. It's pretty, pretty close. And you, you can grab. It. Yeah, still second, but it's close second. Close second. Um, close second. But I love this. So I'm, I'm not. You know, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm not. I'm not practicing social distance with Diana. Like I'm, I'm, I'm. We're close. You know what I'm saying? Like I. We, and I love that thing. I think because, because our hearts are connected. When our hearts are connected, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna love, I'm gonna love her. I'm gonna high five her. And, and when she coughs, I'm just gonna be like shy away. Like I won't be as offended. But if she's got this little cough. I'm just like, can you like cover your mouth? You know, like. But if you if you cough, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'm just gonna walk away. But I think because I love her, I'm gonna be more expressive to Diana than I am to her. And so it doesn't. We're not asking, hey man, we need more people to you know to be to be more filled with the Holy Spirit because you're already as much filled with the Holy Spirit as you're gonna be filled with the Holy Spirit. The day you got saved, the Holy Spirit indwelled in you. And so what we're saying is, that, hey man, when He has your heart, then He's gonna control you, and, and He should control you not in this room. He should control you at work. He should control you so that you don't blow up on that on your boss or he doesn't whatever. So there's these different these different expressions. And so um, the Bible says in Psalms 96, 1 through 4, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his wonders among all peoples. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. That's why we sing. That's why we sing. Um, I also wrote down this. I, I really want to draw this attention to this to you guys for just a moment. But, man, who knows what's going to happen over the next X amount of days. But we want to make sure we're, our hearts are connected, whether or not we're in this room or out of this room. So when you walk out of here today, grab one of these, one of these prayer guides. And we're all going to be reading through the scripture together today. And on March the 15th, it's, it's Romans chapter 2 and tomorrow it's chapter 3 and chapter 4 and chapter 5. Grab one of these when you walk out today. Just grab the one on the top. Don't touch any other ones. Just grab the one on the top and just kind of walk out. You don't have to flush through. They're all the same exact thing. You know, it's like a deck of cards. And so I, I want us all to make sure that we, we grab one of these things. And um, I, I do want to end with, with this. The, um, the Psalms 100 says, enter his courts with thanksgiving and praise. We're here today. We're supposed to be praising him. Um, but I wanted, um, we're, we're gonna, we want to give you guys a, a kind of a take-home challenge. And we're kind of, we're going to end our time there together. And then what's going to happen after that is we're going to show you guys a video. And we're going to worship, we're going to worship together some more. And um, so before we do the, that, um, before we go on any further, but I wanted to just kind of land on this idea of what does it look like when we, when we leave here today and, and kind of some things that we talked about when it, what, what does, it, does what we listen to actually even matter? Um, so about a, about a year ago or, or so, actually maybe two years ago, uh, I was driving home and I had heard um, on the Christian radio station back home, they were doing like a challenge where they put out to all their listeners and they pretty much said like, for 30 days only, listen just to worship music. And at, th and at first I was like, okay, like I guess that kind of makes sense. And maybe that's just like a push for them to get more listeners and like that, you know, see like kind of focus on the music. Uh, and pretty much uh, I was like, you know what, like let me try this. And they were like, you know what, don't even listen to our station. Like listen to YouTube, Spotify, like whatever, um, whatever, you know, floats your boat to get to a place where all that you're putting into is like the truth of God's word and worship for 30 days. And I was like, you know what, okay, we'll give it a shot. Like, here we go. Like, I'm not going to tell anyone. I'll just do it. Like, I'll just do it quietly. Nobody look. Here it comes. Um, and, man, if I could tell you, like, the the information that, that we, like, let ourselves become subject to really matters. Like, it really, really matters. I found myself at the end of, of 30 days, like, not responding to situations how I normally would. Or, like, I was less likely to kind of fire from the hip on moments where I would, like, want to just shoot an answer back at somebody who'd maybe said something. Um, and what that, what that really made me think of is, uh, it's just this idea. Um, Proverbs 4.23 says, keep your heart with all diligence, for from it flows the springs of life. Wow, that's good. You know, the Bible also says uh, in, in another book that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Wow. Um, and it really just challenged, challenged me um, that... 
every single piece of, of, of maybe music, and I'm a firm believer that, that music goes the furthest, the fastest. It's funny how, like, you can put a song on, and, like, your day is, like, super sad, you know, and then you put on your favorite bop of a song, and, like, 30 seconds in, like, your day is better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so how much more important is it for us to uh, to really let the word of God and, and, and let um, his praises, you know, just invade our minds, invade our hearts, and it's really led me to do something uh, now, which I started in February, which is um, every time I'm in the car, to listen to the Word of God, to listen to the audio Bible, um, starting, in, I just started in Genesis, and now I'm uh, into Second Sam- Samuel, uh, and it's crazy how just what we let ourselves um, be uh, exposed to really plays a role yeah, in, in the way that we respond and in the way that we see ourselves and see yeah. God. Hey, I love that. Music goes the furthest, the fastest. And there's something about music. And so we want to encourage you in the next 30 days. That was one of the things that we wanted to land with today is that you listen to worship and just see what happens for 30 days. And I, I, I like, I, I'm not, I'm not going to, it's no surprise. I like walking into Five Guys. I like the music they play at Five Guys. And it's really good music and it, and it, and it stirs you. And so one of the things I think with our worship is that Diane, Diane and I and, and Gabe, some of our worship leaders, like we listen to probably not 95% of the music we listen to or 85% of the music is probably more worship than it is secular. And there's nothing wrong with secular music. We all could, I could say, hey, what's your favorite secular band? They, he could name it, and you can name it, I can name it, Dinah can, Dinah can name it, and, and I can name it. Oh, I like these guys, I like these guys. And that's, it's not bad. But what would happen in your life if you, if you flowed, if what it was flowing in you was, was more worship than was, that was more secular? And I'm not anti-secular. You know, our church, like, you know, we're playing, you know, drumline in church. So it's not like saying, hey, you know, it's they, don't, don't, you're not saved if you listen to secular music. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is just imagine what would happen if for 30 days you kind of just reset yourself and kind of detox from the world and just allow the positive good. So you get in your car, and instead of putting on whatever it is your favorite music is, which is, which is good music, and I'm, I'm, I'm down with whatever you, you listen to, or I'm glad that you're down with whatever you listen to, but what if you just listen to worship and just what would happen? So we want to show you guys this video, and then after that, Chelsea's going to come out and uh, share a song with us. And then after that, Chelsea sings this, shares this song with us um, that God kind of put in her heart, then we're going we're gonna to worship like it's the last time we've ever worshipped. And so take a look at the screen. and every other activity, it should change everything we do. 
It begins to change the words we say, the decisions we make, the way we view our circumstances and see the people around us. It changes our goals, desires, and pursuits. Instead of searching for meaning and purpose in our life, it becomes the meaning and purpose of our life. Worshiping God is not limited to singing a song on Sunday morning. It's a lifestyle lived out in reverence to God wherever he has placed you. There is no sacred and secular divide. Worship involves all of our lives, not just one part. Not just one part. That means we worship as we work, as we parent, as we go to school, as we gather around the table, as we suffer, as we compete, as we love, as we seek, as we create. All that we believe, think, say, and do should flow from our beating heart of worship. So what is worship? It's the outpouring of our lives, led by the Spirit and rooted in God's truth, devoting all we are and all we do to Him, our Creator. It's ascribing worthiness to the one who alone is worthy. This is how I fight. 
worship time together. Let this be a declaration that God has, has declared this over us. That His face would shine on us. His grace would shine on us. That it would change the trajectory of our country and of our children and of our families. Lord bless you His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. Amen. 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 Sing on. 
Present. 